Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Lucy Hickmott. Hello, hope you're doing okay and managing to stay warm. It's Thursday the 19th of January. Thanks for downloading today's podcast. Coming up in a bit, the owner of a chip shop in Ashford is furious after losing trade because of the closure of a lay-by. But first, it's been another day of industrial action both here and over in France, which has caused disruption for thousands of people. Ferries between Dover and Calais have been suspended as French workers go on strike. It comes just a couple of weeks after Operation Brock was deactivated on the M20. The contraflow system was in force between Maidstone and Ashford to help deal with any delays at the border over Christmas, but it hasn't been deployed in time for today's walkouts. The government's also just announced £45 million of investment to improve the traffic flow around the port of Dover. As part of their levelling up fund, more border control points are going to be introduced with a new exit route to reduce congestion on local roads. The money's being welcomed by Toby Howe, who's from the Kent Resilience Forum. Very pleased. It's something that KCC have been supporting the Port of Dover on. So what it will enable the Port of Dover to do is rearrange within the port, because at the moment it's it's very strange. When you head into the Port of Dover, you have to go into France first, in effect through French customs. Then you... Um, go to get your booking ticket, etc. then you leave England. So it's a really cack-handed way. And it's those French booths at the beginning that really are a pinch point. So Port of Dover are looking to rearrange the layout, which will then mean that more traffic can get into the port quicker, which will be really good for everybody. Yeah, I mean, presumably that's going to take quite a bit of effort, is it? That'll take quite a long time to get that oh, in, th- in Yeah. Place. That's not going to happen overnight, but it's it's a real relief that we've got that grant from the Department of Transport to to help that. Because that was, I think, perhaps the main cause of the problems, wasn't it, when we saw all the disruption last time? Yeah, it was. Um, so they've got very limited space for those French booths. So then um, back in July, there was a night when some of the French customers officers weren't able to turn up. So there were even less booths. So that was that real pinch point of all the traffic getting into the port. Dover MP Natalie Elphick has described the funding as a fantastic win for the town, but critics say the cash will be swallowed up dealing with problems caused by Brexit. Another £18 million has been awarded for a project to build a new creative and digital training campus on brownfield land in Dover. Elsewhere, Sheerness Town Centre will receive £20 million to transform the beachfield seafront into a community hotspot. They plan to include a new cafe out or gym, soft play and adventure golf areas. Canterbury is also getting nearly £20 million to reopen the castle, improve historic sites, build better green spaces and create new walking and cycling routes. Over in Folkestone, a similar amount will be spent on a major overhaul of the town centre. Our political editor Paul Francis has been giving us his take on it all. Well, there's no doubt that this is a significant and substantial injection of cash into Kent from the government where there have been concerns that the county might miss out under the government's levelling up agenda. Now today's announcement puts paid to those concerns with six of the ten projects promised funding being in Kent. Now some people will remember that Rishi Sunak when he was campaigning to become leader of the Conservative Party's promised to reverse the funding formula 
that Labour had introduced, which he said benefited areas in the north of England away from uh, places in Kent which were equally deserving. So this is a bit of good news for Kent in a week where the County Council has again underlined the possibility of severe financial difficulties for uh, its budget plans next year. Not everyone is happy though. Council bosses in Gravesend say their plans to regenerate the town centre are at risk after they missed out on funding. They put in a bid for £20 million to develop St George's Square into a new community, retail and leisure space, along with new council offices, theatre and homes. Labour's also accused the government of pitting communities against each other. Kent Online News. Now this is our most read story on the website so far today. The owner of an Ashford chip shop has criticised a decision to close a lay-by, saying it's forced him to remain shut on Sundays. Nicola's here to tell us more. So what exactly is the issue? Well, about a year ago, a yellow line was painted onto the lay-by on Faversham Road, stopping people from parking there. It was previously used by customers going to Marino's Fish Bar and other businesses, including newsagents, hairdressers and dry cleaners. Orthi Karios, who runs the chip shop, says he's been steadily losing trade as people are now scared to park there in case they get a ticket. He reckons about 100 customers have been fined and it's putting people off coming to the area. OK, so how's this affecting those businesses? Unsurprisingly, they've seen a drop in trade and Marino's Fish Bar is now going to stay closed on Sundays, which is typically the most quiet day. Customers are able to use a free designated car park at the back of the shops, but the owner says the spaces are often filled by residents who live in nearby flats and there's no disability access either. He's urging the county council to do something about it. That sounds very frustrating. And what have KCC said in response? Well, the yellow line was actually put in to make sure there was enough space for buses to pull over safely. It followed a request by operator Stagecoach, who said parked cars were regularly forcing their drivers to stop in the live traffic lane. In a statement, the council have told us, before formalising the markings, officers investigated several options in which both public transport vehicles and private cars can be accommodated. But apparently no compromise could be found that wouldn't put people at risk. They've added it's important to note this area was always designated as a bus stop and never as a place for vehicles to park. Thanks for that, Nicola. Well, we mentioned strike action earlier and, of course, it's the second day of walkouts by nurses in Kent. The Royal College of Nursing is calling for better pay and working conditions. Heather's an apprentice student nurse. She's been telling Jamie, one of our colleagues at KMTV, why she joined a picket line in Faversham. To preserve the future of my profession, I think, you know, these guys do such a fantastic job. Our argument today isn't with the trust, it's with the government. Um, I go to lots of placement areas and I see how short staffing is affecting staff and patient care. And it's not fair on the patients, it's not fair on the staff. You know, everyone here does such an amazing job, they deserve to be paid fairly for it. So, in your ideal situation, would you like a sort of a pay increase in line with inflation? Is that what you're, you're calling for? I think it's a combination of a pay increase and just making sure we have sufficient staff to deliver the care that we want because we're not being able to deliver the care safely to patients and they're the ones missing out. Everyone here cares so much and to not have enough staff to do your job as you want to do it is so demoralising that I think 
yes, the pay rise is important, being it, but being able to come to work and do the job that you want to do is just as important. I guess some people might look and say, well, you guys are striking today, you're not providing the care for the patients that you could be providing if you weren't striking. What would you, what would you make of that? We're not providing the care we want to anyway, regardless of whether we're striking or not. Every day people go to work, they're not being able to provide the care. So today is just one day, tomorrow is another day, but every single, every other day of the year, we're not being able to provide the care that we want to. It comes as health bosses prepare for what could be the biggest walkout in NHS history next month. Ambulance workers are going to join nurses in taking industrial action on the 6th of February. The health secretary says he'll continue to have talks with unions. Kent Online News. Time for some news in brief now when a plumber's been found guilty of stealing £10,000 worth of jewellery from a home in Sevenoaks after fitting a new boiler. Andrew Skingley took 17 items which he sold at a pawnbroker's in Orpington in January 2021. Most of them have never been recovered. The 37-year-old from Essex denied the charges but was convicted by magistrates. He'll be sentenced at Crown Court at a later date. A Hernbay care home's been branded unsafe after inspectors found a resident had been double-dosed with sleeping pills. The Care Quality Commission visited Strode Park House and found another person had been given antibiotics they were allergic to. Staff also only realised they'd run out of epilepsy rescue medicine when a client had a seizure. It's been rated inadequate and put into special measures. Bosses have disputed some of the details in the report but insist improvements are being made. A man's been charged with drug offences after police searched a house in Strood. Almost 40 bags of cannabis and four mobiles were seized from the property on Maple Road. A 20-year-old living there has appeared before magistrates and is due back in court next month. Kent Online reports. Now, work started on a major revamp of part of Canterbury's High Street. A million pounds is going to be spent on the St George's Street section near Whitefriars. It's meant an end to the market there, with traders now based around the city centre. Frankie Fernando runs a food stall. We didn't know whether we were going to be here the following year or not. So, yeah, but, you know, it's been put to bed now. The council have done the right thing. If you, if you walk around town, uh, you see the market traders. They've been put dotted everywhere. And if, if you look behind, like behind you, the stalls, I think they look quite nice. Ben Fitter-Harding is the leader of Canterbury City Council. He says it'll make a big difference. We're spending the money, we're investing the money um, to create a beautiful new square. Um, we're going to put some beautiful curved benches around the trees, increase seating is something that residents tell us repeatedly that they want in the city centre. So the seating will be vastly improved, new lighting, um, we're uh, looking after the trees that we've got here and, uh, and hopefully it will be a very popular scheme that will help keep football really high in this, kind of the retail heart of our city. But Labour councillor Mill Dawkins isn't so sure about the work. We were against the, this particular thing, not that we don't want to invest in our city, but we felt that it wasn't the right time. It was a ridiculous amount of money to be spending on an area that is actually OK. If they'd had more imagination, perhaps, there's, there's lots of things we could have done here that would have been a lot cheaper, maybe brush up the brickwork around us, um, patch up around the trees with flexi pavements and nice street furniture and lighting would have cost a fraction of the price and we could have been spending the, the money elsewhere on more important things such as uh, youth pubs and business startups. Kent Online News. A mental health nurse who gave his phone number to a victim of sexual abuse and insisted on giving them a lift home has been struck off. 
Sivagnanam Kiritharan was working at Canada House in Gillingham when his behaviour was reported in 2019. He'd been a nurse for 37 years but resigned after being suspended. A panel has since found he breached professional boundaries. We've been taking a look at how you can travel all the way across Kent by bus for just £10. A new £2 fare caps in force until the end of March to try and save people money and get more of us using public transport. Our reporter Reese managed to get from Dartford to Dungeness via Medway, Maidstone and Ashford on five separate buses. You can read all about his journey and the people he met on the way over at Kent Online. And Michael Ward's up for a Best Supporting Actor prize at the BAFTAs for his role in Empire of Light. The movie that was shot in Margate has also been nominated for Outstanding British Film and Best Cinematography. The awards ceremony takes place in London next month. That's all from us today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. You can also get details on the top stories direct to your email each morning via the briefing. To sign up, just head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.